Yesterday's daf was daf nun. Today is daf nun. I'll if we're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's, and uh, we'll have in mind that today's learning it should be a schos for a fushleima for Yitzchak ben Rezel, for eh, for Hadassah bas Ronya, for Michal Aviv bas Yudis. What was it? Chai Gittel? No. Chai Rachel bas bas Devora. Michal Aviv bas Yudis. Sarah Bas Yocheved and Tzvi Eliezer Ben Rivka. All right. And with that, let's see what we got in our review yesterday's daf. We're starting at the bottom of the page. If you want to follow along inside, of last line on Memtes on the base. And we're bringing down um, basically um, the, the bottom line. Okay, so basically the way it works is, is that when it comes to a, a, there's two types of guarantors. There's a guarantor called an arave. An arave is um, where, where he kind of takes on the responsibility to pay should the, um, the person not come up with the money. Um, that's a regular guarantor. And then there's an arave kablan. Arave kablan is, takes on a little bit higher level of responsibility. Um, basically, you know, you can even go to him uh, first, okay? Um, and basically there's, um, um, it's like, uh, it's like a different level of responsibility to pay. Okay, anyway, so Arev of Aksuva, everybody agrees, there is no lien, okay? First of all, she's not, she wasn't out any money, she didn't spend any money to when she got married, and second of all, um, he's only a guarantor. When a, a kablan of a creditor, that is for sure because he's taking on real responsibility and he's taking real risk when lending the money. So it's a double, it's a, it, it, for sure there's a sheep. But the machlokis is when there's an orv of a creditor and a kablan of a ksuba. How, what's the level of that? So that there's one opinion that says that there's, uh, that if there is no property, the borrower has no property, um, it doesn't matter. You still, it's still a shibud. And the other opinion is, is that uh, only if there's property, then there's a shibud. If there's no property, then not. Meaning the guy's not risking himself without, you know, some sort of sense that there's money there, you know, available to pay the debts. Okay. Um, bottom line, halacha though is uh, that in everything is a lib- there. It doesn't matter if he has property or not. There is a shibud. The only case where there is no shibud is an arev of exufa, um, because even though, um, even if there, uh, uh, even if there is assets to the bar to the one who owes the exufa, um, there is no shibud, and the reason is he's trying to encourage the marriage. It's a mitzvah, and um, uh, there was no money laid out, no outlay, and that's the difference. Okay. Next, we saw Ravina says uh, um, trying to prove this position of Marzutra that said he said in the name of he said in the name of uh, he said Marzutra Rav Nachman said that the only time Aksuvasisha is actually really going to get Ziburis is not always it's only when she's this typical case where she's getting it from the orphans. Okay, so Ravina says let's look at the original Takana. It says that the reason why that which uh, for more than a man wants to marry, a woman wants to be married. Um, so if the reason is, if the only time you're getting Ziburis is because you're taking from the orphans, so then that's not the real reason. The reason is because 
um, they're orphans, and from orphans you always only take the zibura. So it's a tiofta to marzutra, disproof to marzutra, and that's the end of that part. The next statement was also a marzutra, the son of Rav Nachman. This time he's quoting his father, Rav Nachman, and he says that when you have a, a document of death that is um, um, that the orphans need to pay for the money due to their father, okay. And uh, even if the document says explicitly that the collection should be from the best property, um, it's still only collecting from the lowest property. So Abayi says, you know, this idea makes, makes a lot of sense. And the reason why is because um, Abalchov's normal thing is Bainanis. And from orphans, it's still Ziburis. So you see, you get downgraded even less than what you deserve. So he, just because here he deserves, according to the Shtar, the better amount, uh, it's not any different. So um, then came along uh, Rava, and he says that's not a fair comparison. When it comes to a Balchov, his real Torah level is really only Ziburis, as Ula states, because um, when the Pasuk says that when you're trying to collect a death, that you're not even allowed to go into his house and take what you want, you wait outside and he brings to you what, what he wants to give you to pay his debts. So that clearly is saying that, you know, that you can get away with the lowest amount because obviously if a guy's bringing out to you, he's not going to bring his choicest thing to pay his debts. He's going to bring the thing, the least valuable thing, which is the Ziburas. So why then did we elevate Balchov rabbinically to Beninus? So there's not to close the door in front of borrowers. Basically, people will be disinclined to lend money when they can get, know that the way they're going to get paid back is with the poorest level properties. When it comes to orphans, however, the rabbis established it and left it at the Daraisa level, which is Yiburis. So that's different, as opposed to, or by us, um, when, um, uh, as opposed to by us, when, you know, when dealing uh, with the Daraisa level, so maybe even for morphine, because the because obviously the Daraisa requires that you have to fulfill your conditions that are written to the document. So then even for morphins, maybe it should be from the best. So that's uh, why Rava says that. I don't, I'm not sure that this this logic holds. Then Rava brought down, then we asked on Rava from Avram Chuzah, he says that it says that you can collect for Nechzi Yisomim only from Zipuris, even by Nizakin. Now think about it. Nizakin, that is the Arisa that it's the best. And still it goes to Ziburis. So your whole proof is, falls apart. So the Gemara says, no, maybe what's going on over there is really the scenario is where the Idis of the Nizak is equivalent to the Ziburis of the Mazak, meaning the best property of the Nizak is on the same level as the worst property of the damager. Um, and it's going like Rabbi Shmuel, who says that the Torah writes the level only has to give you, you only have to give to the best of what the Nizak has. Because to Gen Olam, they elevated it to the Mazak, with the best that the Mazak has. And by the orphans, they left it back to the regular Torah writes the law. So you could actually fit that in to the same kind of logic that Rav is saying here. Gemara says, but doesn't Rabbi Lazar say that we only pay from Nixi Somim from Ziburis? Even if uh, it's idis. Now, what does that mean? You only pay ziburis even if it's idis. Doesn't it mean to say, obviously, if it's ziburis, it's not idis. Meaning, even if the document says idis, you still, even though if idis is written in the shtar, you still pay ziburis. So, no, no, no. 
Filayin Yiddis means it means Shifoy Yiddis, which basically was saying is that after the damages, the Yiddis went away. Um, like Rebbe says, that if, if, if you damage somebody's Yiburis, you still collect from Yiddis. But if the Yiddis is gone, you collect from the middle. And when it comes to orphans, it goes down back to the Doraisa level. Anyway, the bottom line is um, we do not have a proof against Rava, but if you want to know the Psak Halacha, it seems pretty clear that we, Paschal like Rav Nachman, that uh, even if the document says Yiddis, um, doesn't matter when collecting from the orphans, it's downgraded to Ziburis. We never take from them less, uh, more than Ziburis. Okay. All right, so um, next we got to Rav HaChadvoy Barami asked a question. It says that the orphans that, when we, that we're protecting over here, that they're collecting only from their Ziburis, is it only if they're minors or even if they're adults? But the two sides, maybe the rabbis made a takana for the orphans, and if so, they may be only protecting the minor orphans, not the adult orphans that can fend for themselves. Or, alternatively, um, the whole reason why we offer the protection to the lender to get better is so as not to close the door. Um, uh, anybody who lends is, not, is making assumptions that the guy's going to be alive to pay back the debt. And he's okay with that risk, okay? So the fact that he died is something that's not going to inhibit him from lending. And therefore, there's no problem downgrading it to Ziburis in that scenario. Um, and therefore... Um, that's why it's not a it, it's not a problem, and even by the adults, the orphans, it's downgraded to ziburis. That's the question. Okay, so we tried a raya from Abayakshisha. Orphans that we talked about are are adults, and um, you don't even need to mention uh, minors. Um, so you see the answer that it's adults. But Mur said maybe that's going on the other din, the din of shvua. Din of shvua is is that uh, whenever taking anything, any debts, collecting any debts away from the orphans, the person, regardless of what kind of proof he has, always needs to swear before collecting. Okay, that's just the way it is. That's the idea. Um, and that is where it doesn't matter if he's an adult or a minor, because adult children don't simply... They're like children when it comes to the affairs of their father. They wouldn't know whether the father paid or made some other arrangements. Um, that so even though there's documents, there, you know, we, we require an oath. Um, but when it comes to divorce, maybe they're not protected. But the bottom line is the Gemara says is that it's gedolim in of course katanim, and that's whether for shvua or ziburis, both dinim they're protected, even the adult children. And that was the bottom line. Took us to the next thing which is we never pay debts from Nechaz Meshavadim when there's been a Chorin, even if it's not on the same level. And so Rabbi Chadwai Barami asked this question, what if that's maybe true by sold property? Okay, I sold property <coughs> after I borrow money, so even though there's a lien, but if there's still property by me, the priority needs to go to the property that I have, regardless of what level property it is. The property that I sold is only available if I don't have anything, then... Uh, you could go to there and there's a lien on it, okay? So what if it was gifted? Is the takanta only for, to protect the buyer? Because um, after all, he spent money on it and this guy didn't buy anything, so therefore it's not a problem and therefore then he is not protected. There's no protection to recipients of gift. 
Or, on the other hand, maybe a gift also. Um, obviously, people don't gift out of nowhere. Gifting comes from a sense of, 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 of uh, you know, if you'll indebtedness. So it's kind of similar to a sale in that sense. And therefore, we protect him as well. So it's the two sides. So Rakshisha Braid Rav Chizda sent Ravashi a nice raya. Uh, we brought a raya from a Shchimera. Talking about two scenarios of the Shchimera. He says, uh, if you give 200 zuz to, um, um, to one, uh, he's giving his last will and testament. I want 200 to go to Ruving, 300 to Shimon, 400 to Levi. Okay? We don't say that the priority in the naming is a priority, and that if there's a, somebody whose uh, a creditor comes, he doesn't take from the last first and work his way backwards. It's not how it works. Rather, he's going to take from them um, equally, not equally, but what that means equally is proportionately. So the, the, basically, the math is you take the two 200, 300, 400, um, and basically that comes out to 900, divided into nine equal parts, and then the debtor, the debtor will, will collect um, uh, two parts out of nine from the one who has 200, three parts of nine out of the one who has 300, and four parts of the nine out of the one who has 400. So that's the, that's the idea. So they maintain the same ratio. Okay? Um, Bottom, but that's when he worded it that way. But if he says, I want you to give um, money to Reuven, and afterwards, then you give to Shimon. And afterwards, then you give to Levi. So then, last in is first out. Um, and so that now, think about this case. Um, if the last guy, you know, there's enough funds, the, the last recipient of the gift will pay off the debt, then good. If not, then you go to the one right before him, and if not by him, then you go to the one before him. Okay? Now, what are we talking about? L'chorah doesn't matter whether the levels, what the levels of the land are, is. Even if the last one's land is Iburis, and the, and the middle one's land is Bainanis, we don't go to the, he doesn't grab the Bainanis first, it sounds like he's grabbing the Iburis. And what's the case? Seemingly, we're talking about gifting over here. So, you see, even by gifting, we protect the um, the one who was the first recipient of the gift. So that's the right. So the Gemara says, not a complete proof. Why? Because it's possible that we're, um, we're talking about all these guys who received these, these monies were creditors themselves. Doesn't it say gift? No, it says give. Give can mean give as, my, as a payment of debt. Why don't we say the priority should go to who has an earlier star? The priority should go to the one who's owed money first. So there are no documents. Well, then why doesn't it say the one who's first in the document is protected? No, that's in the document of giving out is protected. Okay. Alternatively, really, it could be talking about a gift. Uh, what does it mean that he's only collecting from the last one? That the one who loses out is the last one, because if the last one's land is taken away, if the one, uh, meaning if he's taking bainness from the first recipient, let's say, so then he'll be able to go to the second recipient and say, look, my land was taken away, and I was gifted first, so they took mine, I'm taking yours. And the second one will go to the third and say, you know, they took mine, I'm going to take yours. And the third guy is the one who's going to be out property. You're right, um, they, they, they'll, but, the, but the creditor maybe will get the, the baininess, 
but in the end, well, the, there will be land by the other two and not by the third one. Alternatively, we're talking about where the land is on equal footing, and that's the other possibility. So we left that out as well. Brings us to the next thing of Imatzin Lachilis Paris. You don't um, spend for Achilles Paris. What does that mean? Um, so we explained the reason, Ola explains in the name of Rishlakish, because these are not written down. The money, the, 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 the only, put it this way, a buyer needs to know that he, what he's getting into, and anything that's not written, he can't know about, because when it's written, it's, it's, it's documented. So to collect from the Paris is not written in, so therefore it's not, um, um, it's not, uh, it's not, he's not taking on that risk. So Reb Abba said to Ula, what about Mazanisha Bonos? That's in the Ksuva. It's a condition of the Ksuva, so that's as if it is written. And yet he can't take that. So Gemara says that's how they established that the, the Ksuva is that it's considered, this condition of the Ksuva is considered written as far as Benichorin, but not written as far as um, Mishubadim. Um, and that's what Rav Asi said in the Rav Yochanan, the same answer. Um, and uh, that's pretty much where we left off. We just saw the last line, which we'll repeat now. Rav Chanina says the reason is a different reason, not because it's not written, but because it's not a set amount. It's, can, it, can, right, it can keep moving. It can keep growing. And obviously when a person buys property, he wants to know what risks he's taking. And if it's a growing risk, that's kind of something that he can't, it's like uh, it messes up the buyer. Okay, anyway, we'll stop over here.